you. And, and what the Lord said was that for most of us in this room, if not everybody, 2020, the dec new decade we are about to start in will be the highlight of your life story. Oh, I don't know whether you heard what I said. It will be when they write your life history, when they write your story, 2020 to 2030, that 10-year that, uh, span will be the highlight of your life story. Everything that you achieve, that is worth achieving, will be found in this decade. Oh, I don't know whether you are hearing me. I can't, I can't hear believers in this place. I can't hear people who believe God in this place. But if you believe God, then you must know that God is saying to you that I have a plan for you. Whatever you haven't been able to achieve till this point, you are about to enter the highlight of your life. I say you are about to enter the highlight of your life. You are about to enter the, the, greatest, the greatest decade of this, this life you have. Sometimes we, we, we as, as believers, we always want God to bless us without any sweat. We want God to do miracles for us without any input from us. But I came to tell you when I was, I was asking the Lord, what would you really want us to, 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 what do you want me to say? Because I don't like saying things that are not true. Hallelujah. I am sure any church you go across the land, you hear, this is your year of blessing. This is your year of breakthrough. This is your year of uh, victory. And all those things are true. But you see, I'm not that type of preacher. It is not about what God is going to give you. Because what God is going to give us is given. But what we need to do in order to walk in the step, walk into what God wants to do is the most important. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. What You see, God, God doesn't give free lunches. Contrary to popular opinion. Hallelujah. I said God doesn't give free lunches. If you read the Bible, you understand that God is a God of principle. And if, if you, you, you meet the criteria of the principle that he has laid aside for you, then you are deserving of God's blessings. God blesses doesn't come to everybody just because God is, hasn't got anything else to do. Amen. The blessing he's giving you is 24 hours. The blessing he's giving you are already given. Hallelujah. But he was saying to me, what God said to me was that we are going to receive unexpected, I mean like the, the, the summit of your life. In this decade, the summit of your life. When I say summit, do you understand what I mean? The, the, best, the best 10 years of your life. But it will involve hard work. I say it will involve hard work. It will involve you doing something that you don't normally do. Hallelujah. Let's read the scripture. Matthew 22. Teacher, this is a start from 35. Then one of the, them, a lawyer, asked him saying... Testing him, teacher, which is the great commandment in the law? And Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and the great commandment. And the second is like it. 
you shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Hallelujah. Somebody say, why are we reading the scripture when we are talking about God's blessing in, in the highlight of our, of our lives in, in, in the 2020s? For, for some of us, 2020, you'll be married. The majority of the people in this room, you'll be married. For 2020, for majority of, of your lives will transform. I say your life, now your life is very hopeless. You don't have much. You are not going anywhere to happen. But you are about to become significant. Oh, I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. You are about to become significant because you are about to, 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 to tap into something that will make God look at you. Hallelujah. I say you are about to tap into something that will make God look at you. God, you see, God has too many children. So he looks at people who scratches itch. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. Everybody has a place in between your shoulders at the back somewhere that you can't scratch. I don't know whether you understand. It doesn't matter how flexible you are. There's a certain part of your body you can't scratch. God has that part on his body. And he wants you and I to scratch. See, if you can get somebody who is always ever ready, ever present, to scratch that itch when it comes, that person you treat special. Oh, I said that person you treat special. Because they are so close to you to meet the need that you can't meet for yourself. Hallelujah. And that is what God is looking for. Come with me to 2 Timothy 3. 2 Timothy 3. We are going to read from verses 1 to 5. You should know this, Timothy, that in the last days there will be difficult times for people will love only themselves, their money. This NLT, I'm reading NLT, sorry. For people would love only themselves, their money. They will be boastful and proud, scoffing at God disobedient to their parents, ungrateful, they will consider nothing sacred. They will be unloving and unforgiving. They will slander others and have no self-control. They will be cruel and hate what is good. They will betray their friends and be reckless, be puffed up with pride and love pleasure rather than God. They will act religious but they will reject the power that could make them godly and stay away from that. Stay away from people like that. Amen. Look at what the Amplified said in verse, says in verse 5. What the Amplified says in verse 5. Look at it for me. It says that holding the form of outward godliness, that is religion, although they have denied the power for their conduct nullifies their claim of faith. Avoid such people and keep far away from them. Go back to the, the, the previous line. It says that they hold the form of outward godliness. Although they have denied the power. There's a certain power in, in this religion. There's a certain power in this gospel. 
There's a certain power in the relationship we have with God. Are you with me? But because people have denied the power that is in this gospel, they don't see and they don't receive what they need to receive. And it starts from verse 1. In the last days, perilous times will come, difficult times will come, because people will be lovers of themselves. Ladies and gentlemen, the secret be, uh, why you don't receive what God wants to give you is because of selfishness. Uh, I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. The reason why we struggle, the reason why the years have become difficult, 2011 to 2019 has been difficult, is because your service to, with God, your service to God as a Christian is out of selfishness. So in doing so, you deny the power of serving God. You deny the power of having a relationship with God. You see, everybody goes into a relationship for something. Are you with me? The man is coming into the relationship for something. The woman is also coming to a relationship for something. You see, the worst person you can be married to is to be married to a selfish person. That's the worst person you, should, you can be ever married to. You, you, you get it? If you marry a selfish person, there is no way you enjoy the relationship. And so, if you are any half-decent thinking human being or thinking person, you will restrain something from the person. Because their love for you is not total. In the same way, God restrains some things from us because our love for him is selfish. It is only when we are going to be blessed that we, want, we are interested. It is only when we are going to receive that we, we think about it. When we need something, then we will fast. None of us will, will, will fast just because you want to love God. I want to get the, I don't want to worship from afar. Draw me near to where you are. Today I'm fasting. I want to be where you are. Dwelling in your presence. Feasting at your table. Surrounded by your glory. In your presence. That's where I always want to be. I just want to be. I just want to be with you. Lord, the next one week, I'm not leaving anywhere. I'm going to stay here, fast and pray, because I just love you. I love you, Lord, and I lift my voice to worship you, oh, my soul. Rejoice, take joy, my King, in what you hear. Let it be a sweet, sweet sound. Father, I love you. I want to draw close to you. I don't need anything from you. I didn't come to ask for the life of my enemy. I didn't come to ask for the for, for, for goods, for, for, for position, for, for things. I just came to worship. I just came to sit by you. I just came to, to just be by you. You are scratching a certain place. 
that God can scratch. And that releases the power. It releases the power of this gospel we have. Listen to, when you go home, listen to all the preaching messages that you hear. It is centered on selfishness. God is going to bless you. Your enemies will die. Your mother-in-law will, will have convulsion. Yeah. Listen. As for enemies, you need them. I say enemies, you need them. Even God, when he was, he was taking the uh, Israelites into the promised land, he said that I will not, I will not defeat everybody. I will leave some of the people. Because I don't want the land to be bare. I want to teach you how to always be on your toes to fight. You know, so you need some enemies to fight now and again. You need a boss who will not like you now and again. You need a landlord who will not like you now and again. You need something, you need something that will make you go on your knees. So please don't pray for all your enemies to die. You need them. I say you need them. You know why? Because Psalm 23 says that he prepares a table before me in the presence of if the enemies are not there, where would the table be? And where would your, your lunch be? Where would your dinner be? How can you call yourself more than a conqueror when you have never fought any battle? Huh? Are you understanding what I'm saying? So you need, you need some fights. So, you see, fighting is part of Christianity. Amen. Having to go on your knees is part of Christianity. But that is not the only part. The main part of Christianity is to love God without restriction. Unrestrained love. I say unrestrained love. That is the main part of Christianity. Let us stop this Santa Claus type of God we serve. Every day you have a shopping list you are going to God with. Dear God, comma, the brightness of this day has given me the opportunity to pen these few words of mine. Full stop. Lord, I have these following requests. Number one, you know my biological clock is ticking. Even the people who came to join the church after me are getting married. This year, Lord, show yourself strong. I say, show yourself strong. Full stop. Number two, I need a good job. You know, Kiran was giving a testimony. He, look at him. He's not serious. He said, I have applied for 36 and a half jobs. He has only applied for one, but he's got one. Lord, let me get mine. Full stop. Number three, Lord, you know. This, my car has been worrying me. I speak, you see, Pastor, Pastor Stam was praying that he said his car went, I don't know whether the car already had faults, but now insurance will give him a new car. Lord, let my car hit somebody. So I'll get a new car. You see, and you, you write all your shopping list in the name of Jesus. Amen. I prayed. Did you ask God how he was doing? Did you find out if he had had a good day or a bad day? 
How many parents, when your children call you from school and they don't say hello, all they come is they, they need money, they need money. You know, sometimes, Kiran does that sometimes. He calls, Dad, send me some. He says, send me some. He said, urgent, 50 pounds, please, full stop. <laughs> yeah, if it was near me, I would have given him 50 pounds. <laughs> yeah, he won't even find out whether you have, you have, maybe you have the toothache or you didn't sleep good or maybe you have pressure at work. He doesn't care. It's 50 pounds he needs and he needs it. Anything he needs is urgent. I you see, uh, 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 and then sometimes the annoying thing that when he has finished, then you send a text to mommy. Mommy, please tell daddy that I need money. Then mommy to say, oh, he, he needs that, that annoys me more than anything. <laughs> so, you see, but, but that is how we are as Christians. See, but the one who is always scratching your back, you don't mind giving. They don't need to ask you give. He says that he daily loads us with blessings. Blessings that we don't even need. We don't desire. He gives us because we are scratching a need that he has. The theme for this year, brothers and sisters, is unrestrained love for God. Unrestrained love for God. This year we are not going to do Lord give me. We are going to love him. And it's amazing that all the guys who sang and spoke word and everything, it was the same theme. I, I was just sitting there and watching and said, this is God. It's time for us to stop being selfish and self-centered. Life is not about you. See, how many would, be, would attest to the fact that a few years ago you were praying to be where you are? Where you are sitting is an answer to a prayer you prayed some years ago. Now that you are sitting there, you've never even, for one minute, said, thank you, Lord. You are thinking about what you don't have. Selfish. The new need. You see, I'm only introducing a topic. I'm, 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 we are only nine minutes away from 2020, so I'm going to stop. Because I want to declare some things over your life. Is that okay? How many want some declarations? I'm going to declare some things over your life. And I guarantee you they will happen. I say I guarantee you they, ha- they will happen. Hallelujah. But, 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 but see, what I want to say to you more than anything is just love God. You know, in the, in the, in the, this lawyer went to Jesus and said, what's the greatest commandment? You see, in the midst of thou shalt not, thou shalt not, there are ten thou shalt not. Jesus focuses on the thou shalt. Thou shalt not steal. Thou shalt not bear with four sisters. Thou shalt not murder. Thou shalt not. He, he says that. What is the greatest commandment? You shall love the Lord. Because the thou shalt is stronger than thou shalt not. I don't know whether you understand what I'm saying. That thou, you shall love the Lord. What he's saying is that if you love God enough, sinning will not be something that you want to do. Do, do you get it? It's like, it's like you marry a, a woman and say that from today, uh, I give myself to you. I want you to cook in the morning for me. 
you clean the house, you you uh, uh, you will not you listen. You will not go and take any man. You will not have a boyfriend. You never. You must never cheat on me. You should never. When you go to work, as soon as you finish, you must come home. Don't don't say. You see, you see, that shouldn't be my focus. My focus is to get her to love me. Because when she loves me, cheating on me is not something she will even consider. The thou shall not will not come into the picture when the thou shall is there. So he said, you shall love the Lord with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul. And then the second commandment, the greatest one, is that you love your, your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus said, on these two hangs the law. Which means that you can put all the thou shalt not on the left. Put the thou shalt on the right. And that two alone is greater than that thou shalt not. Hallelujah. Let's learn to love God. Some of us, it's only 31st who will come to church. You are so selfish. You are, let me say it because I don't think I'll see you again. <laughs> so I'm saying now that you are here, let me say it. Give me some volume on this microphone so I can say it. I, I don't care whether you don't come next year or not. Listen, God has given you six days in a week. It's yours. Just two hours on one sun, on, a, on a day, on a Sunday. That one too, you can't give him. Oh, I need to wash my hair. I need to wash. You have six days. <laughs> she, uh, listen, I don't fear you. Let, was, let me say it to you. Yeah. It is, and that is how come life is difficult for you. Because you are too selfish. Even to come and worship God, to come and close your eyes, praise God, you can't do it. To say thank you for giving me the whole week. Let me come and say thank you. Two hours on a Sunday. That one too, you are struggling with it. And when you come to church, you only find the coin, the loose coin, and you throw it in the offering bowl. When you go to Max and Spencer, you go to a, you take, you take, in fact, because the, the thing pays, you take cards and you spend money you don't have. You are looking away. You don't want to look at me. Eh? It's, it, and that is what makes life difficult. See, the, if you look at the Old Testament, the, if you look at the, the Israelites as they were going to the promised land, it was their selfishness that made them stay in the wilderness for 40 years. A journey that should have taken a few days. Because of their selfishness, life was too hard. And the Old Testament is a reflection of the New Testament. Life will become too hard for us. And we will circle around the same, the same desert for 40 years if we don't line up with God. Stop that selfishness. It's not helped you up to this point. It's, life is not about you. It's not about your comfort. 